Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. Queen Elizabeth II was the first British monarch to visit Hong Kong, and she came here twice. She would arrive at Kai Tak Airport to visit what was then a British colonial territory, the first time in 1975 and the second in 1986. And her second visit followed a much more historically and politically important visit to Beijing, where she also talked with paramount leader Deng Xiaoping. This week, I look back at those two visits and the welcome the Queen received in this city. As the Queen herself would comment during her initial visit, several members of her family had visited Hong Kong ahead of her. Her husband, Prince Philip, was here when Hong Kong came out of Japanese military occupation in 1945 and then again in 1959. Throughout the programme, I'll be playing audio from the Queen's visit in 1975. And to start off, here's RTHK's Ralph Pixton waiting at Kai Tak Airport for the royal plane to arrive. This is Radio Hong Kong, the time, seven minutes to six. The royal visit. The aircraft bringing Her Majesty the Queen and His Royal Highness the Duke of Edinburgh to Hong Kong will be arriving at Kai Tak Airport shortly. For the arrival, Wendy Barnes and Ralph Pixton are at Kai Tak. And a very good evening to you from Kai Tak on this beautiful near summer evening and I'm facing the runway with the hills of Kowloon on my right and my left and of course the city and directly in front of me of course the airport runway and I hope to have a fairly good view of the royal arrival and uh, that should be in about two or three minutes time and coming in to land way down at the end of the airport runway is what I hope will be the Royal Plane. It's just coming down now to touch down at the beginning of the runway from the CN. There isn't a cloud in the sky, it's a magic porcelain day. And there's a slight, very cooling breeze which is blowing across the airport at the moment. And behind me, as you can probably hear, are about three or four hundred schoolchildren who've been sitting very patiently for most of the afternoon, waiting for this very exciting and tremendous occasion for Hong Kong. As you probably know, the Royal Plane has, or will have arrived from Guam after a flight of about four and a half hours. And the plane is now taxiing towards me. It's made a perfect three-point landing, if that's the correct technical description, onto the tarmac at Kai Tak. Very shortly, the plane will taxi round to a position almost in front of me here, and my view is from the top of the passenger entrance, about 30 feet, an elevation of about 30 feet. When you consider the plane has come from a height of 33,000, that doesn't sound very much. We had thought that the day may have been marred by showers this afternoon, but as I said at the beginning of my talk to you this evening, it has been a beautiful day, and I don't think that uh, we could have had a better day. To my right, we have uh, the lineup of cars awaiting the Royal Aircraft, uh, about 20 in number, which will, of course, make the fairly swift journey from here to Kowloon. And the noise you hear behind me again 
are the crowds of schoolchildren, all with triangular Union Jacks, and they're having a ball. This is their day, and in fact, this is Hong Kong's day. The Royal Plane has just turned off the main runway and is taxiing very regally for an aeroplane directly towards me, and in about two or three minutes' time, it should be in front of me, and directly below me, is His Excellency the Governor, Sir Murray Mackley-Hose, who is making his way forward to meet the Royal Plane at the moment. And also, with His Excellency today, as they go forward uh, to meet the Royal Plane, of course, the entourage from the Hong Kong government of senior officers. There's a lovely splash of colour, in fact, around Kai Tak today because traffic is normal. This hard-working international airport is carrying on in the normal way. And in fact, the whole aspect of this royal visit, I think, is the informality insofar as the town still works and still ticks over. To my right flies the royal standard, and the plane is just swinging on to the square tarmac directly in front of me. It's about 200 yards away. And believe me, it must have been polished just before they left Guam. It's glittering in the sun, and the royal pennant flies from just above the cockpit of the British Airways 707 as it swings directly in front of me. An interesting point is I often wondered how they managed to get the royal pennant out as the plane touches down, of course, and nobody goes near it, but apparently there's a tiny trapdoor above the pilot, and he presses a button, and up pops the Royal Standard. And the plane is taxiing forward, it's being waved in, in directly in front of me, and you'll hear the engines coming into a slow rev as it will shortly come to a halt. Some excellent actuality and downright flannelling there from RTHK's Ralph Pixton as he fills up time waiting for the Royal Plane to arrive, which is no mean feat for a broadcaster. Ralph Pixton was best known in Hong Kong for his phone-in show On The Line, but did plenty of outdoor broadcasting and even radio plays. The Royal Pennant comes out of a trapdoor. Nice bit of research there, Ralph. I also wonder what those crowds of schoolchildren are remembering now. 47 years on. Now back to Ralph Pixton and Wendy Barnes. And here is Her Majesty the Queen. You can see her now. She is waving to the crowds. She's dressed in a green and white silk dress with a green and white turban, looking, as usual, very composed and very elegant, and is followed by His Royal Highness Prince Philip in uh, a dark grey lounge suit. Uh, His Excellency is now shaking hands with the Queen and now with Prince Philip. And Lady Maclehose has cut to the Queen and spoken to Prince Philip. And now they are to be introduced to the lineup of VIPs who have come to meet them. There's the Commander of British Forces, His Excellency Lieutenant General Sir Edwin Bamhor and Lady Bamhor, the Chief Justice, Sir Geoffrey Briggs, the Colonial Secretary, the Honourable Dennis Roberts, the Honourable Sir Yutkan Khan, Senior Unofficial Member, Executive Council and Lady Khan, and finally the Honourable Chung Si Yun, Senior Unofficial Member, Legislative Council and Mrs Chung. And the Queen has just for a moment stopped to speak to the Honourable Chung Si Yun. 
and she's also speaking to Mrs. Chong. Now, the cars, a Rolls Royce, have drawn up in front of the Queen, who is just about to enter the car. She's talking to somebody, McLehose, and at the moment, Lady McLehose is introducing Prince Philip to the same group of members waiting to greet Her Majesties. Now the Queen has turned and is talking to Prince Philip and the Governor and Lady McLehose uh, in a yellow hat with a, a turn-back brim and a yellow silk dress uh, with brown motif is just behind. And now the Queen has entered the Rolls-Royce followed by Prince Philip. They now have passed out of the airport and will drive down to Kowloon Pier and a little later following the news we shall be joining Warren Rook for a description of that scene. But for the moment from Kai Tak Airport on this splendid evening, this splendid near summer evening on behalf of Wendy Barnes and myself and the producers here I hand you back to the studios of Radio Hong Kong, Ken Scott and the News. In a moment, I'll continue some of that sound as the Queen and Prince Philip board the vessel the Lady Maureen with Governor and Lady Maclehose to head off to City Hall to continue the welcoming ceremony. The royal couple arrived on the afternoon of the 4th of May 1975 for a three-day visit and it's interesting to see what was included in that visit. In fact, when you look at the photographs of the Queen at a housing estate and visiting a vegetable stall at a market, it was a visit that gave her the chance to really mix with Hong Kongers, despite the pomp that would have also been a part of that visit. On both visits, she also had the chance to enjoy horse racing and meet the winning jockeys. After her successful 1975 visit, the Queen Elizabeth Stadium would be named after her when it was opened in Wan Chai in 1980. The Queen Elizabeth II Cup, or the QE2 Cup, was first run at the Happy Valley Racecourse in Happy Valley to commemorate the visit. It's run annually in April at a distance of 2,000 metres and was moved to Sha Tin when it became an international race. So let's rejoin the couple as RTHK's Warren Rook provides the commentary as the Queen and Prince Philip join Murray McLehose and Lady McLehose on Kowloon side to travel to City Hall. And we'll be able to see the Queen and Prince Philip as they make the short walk from their car uh, across the pier in front of the old railway station to the waiting launch, the Lady Maureen, which will take them across the harbour to Queen's Pier and the official welcoming ceremony at the City Hall. As you've just heard on Radio Hong Kong, the royal couple left Kai Tak Airport shortly after six o'clock after their arrival from Honolulu. The island of Guam was taken off the itinerary for the royal tour and because of the problems being faced there with the influx of thousands of refugees from South Vietnam and it became instead a refueling stop. From Kai Tak, the Queen was driven along Olympic Avenue to Argyle Street to Princess Margaret Road to reach us here at Kowloon Pier in Simsachui. They will drive down Chatham Road and down Salisbury Road. And although there'll be no official introductions here in Kowloon, this has by no means dampened the enthusiasm of the thousands of people 
who have been waiting here, some of them for several hours. There was already one case of a, a young European lady who fainted in the heat here this afternoon and uh, had to be taken away for medical treatment. Behind me in the harbour itself, the many launches, both from the Royal Navy and the government, which will escort the Lady Maureen across the harbour to Queen's Pier. It's from the bow of the Lady Maureen, tied up alongside us here, that the Queen will become the first reigning British monarch to see for herself the island of Hong Kong. A view that, uh, of course, some members of the royal family have seen before. Uh, I speak of her daughter, the Princess Anne, uh, her sister, Princess Margaret, Princess Alexandra, and, of course, the Duke of Edinburgh, who visited Hong Kong in 1959. Conditions for the harbour crossing could not be any better. It is, of course, the day of the Festival of Tin Hao, and the Queen will have the opportunity of seeing the gaily bedecked boats of the fishing community and the water population of Hong Kong. Standing offshore, the Royal Navy minesweepers, the Wolverton and the Beachhampton, the official escort vessels. To one side, the Sir Cecil Clementi from the New Territories Administration, which today has become the official press launch and crowded to the gunnels. During the harbour crossing itself, uh, there'll be a flight past of aircraft from the Royal Air Force, from the Army Air Corps, and from the Royal Hong Kong Auxiliary Air Force. And as the Queen crosses the harbour, there will be a 21-gun salute from HMS Tamar, the Royal Navy base. The familiar red fireboat, the Alexander Grantham, is already sending out a magnificent display in the centre of the harbour, with all its pumps working at the moment, I think to the distress of some passengers aboard one of the staff ferries a short while ago. As I said, the crowd here has been growing and growing, pressed against the barriers now, and right across, lining the rooftop car park of the ocean terminal. Many of the windows in, in nearby Star House are wide open, and people have gone to their offices this Sunday to catch a glimpse of the Queen and Prince Philip as they arrive here at Kowloon Public Pier. It probably comes as no surprise that Prince Philip will probably uh, be as busy as the Queen during this two-day visit to Hong Kong. Tomorrow morning, he flies by helicopter to Fan Ling to see the Royal Hong Kong Police Cadet School. And later on, he will visit the 7th Duke of Edinburgh's own Gurkha Rifles at Queen's Hill Camp. Also tomorrow morning, He'll go to the Outward Bound School and the High Island Reservoir Scheme before attending a luncheon to be given for the Queen at the City Hall. Tomorrow afternoon will be one of the highlights of the Royal Visit, the Progress Hong Kong exhibition at the new Hong Kong Railway Station where the Queen will unveil a plaque commemorating her visit here to Hong Kong. And of course, to end a busy day, Tomorrow evening, there'll be a fireworks display in Victoria Harbour, which the royal couple will watch from HMS Chichester, tied up in the harbour, and later, they'll watch the running of the Queen's Cup at Happy Valley. And now, the car carrying the Queen and Prince Philip draws up close to the entrance to the old railway station 
here at Simsachui. The Queen now, only a few feet away from me, as she walks past with the Governor of Hong Kong, Sir Murray Maclehose. Prince Philip walking behind, hat in hand, and followed by the royal entourage, making their way now to the Lady Maureen as the boat pulls away and moves out into the harbour itself. The first gun booms out from Tamar at the start of the 21-gun salute that will take place as she crosses the harbour. The HMS Beachhampton to port and to starboard of the Beachhampton, the other minesweeper Wolverton, have now taken up their positions either side of the Lady Maureen for the 10-minute trip across the harbour. Directly to my right, the New Territories Administration launch Sir Cecil Clementi. As I said, this is the press boat. And behind this, the appropriately named Tin Hao on this Tin Hao Festival Day. Out in the harbour itself, all traffic, as I said, has been stopped. The Star Ferry launches are the only boats that are moving. The boats that have cordoned off the harbour already moving forward now, and dozens of pleasure boats are trying to move in behind these to also get a quick glimpse of the Queen as she makes this harbour crossing. An incredibly impressive sight, this perfect summer evening, this flotilla of boats escorting Her Majesty the Queen towards Hong Kong. The Lady Maureen is in fact heading straight towards, from us, straight towards Cable and Wireless building, towards Wan Chai, and just before reaching uh, the Hong Kong side of the harbour, they will make a, a turn to starboard and swing in front of the Royal Navy base at Tamar. And now the fly past, sweeping down the harbour, seemingly along the waterline of Western District come the aircraft. Leading the fly past six Wessex helicopters of the 28th Squadron, the Royal Air Force. Slightly behind and just slightly higher, the scout helicopters of the 656 Squadron, the Army Air Corps. And taking up the rear and the fly past are aircraft of the Royal Hong Kong Auxiliary Air Force. The biggest aircraft, the Britain Islander, flanked by the white-painted Alouette government helicopters, and the last aircraft, a musketeer. And it's at this point that I hand you over to Michael Harrison on the balcony of City Hall. And the atmosphere here at Queen's Pier, fast becoming really electric. A huge crowd has gathered of onlookers down below us, way to our left. And frankly, you can almost feel the terrific excitement mounting among them. The crowd below, in fact, can't see very much yet. They're only catching the occasional glimpse of the Lady Maureen through the pillars of Queen's Pier in front of us. But sure, they know she's coming, and they know that in a very few moments from now, a minute or two, they will actually see Her Majesty the Queen. Now, those haunting majestic sounds from the two Gurkha Pipers at the steps of Queen's Pier. The Lady Maureen herself, the Governor's yacht, named after the wife of Governor Sir Alexander Grantham, built in 53, a wooden hull, 91 foot, and she carries radar and communications equipment and a depth sounder. And still, as a backdrop, in the middle of the harbour, the cordon breaks and the small craft are allowed through, and there the occasional junk on its way back from the Tin Hao Festival at Joss House Bay and still decked out with those terrific flags that they always carry. The very large ones at the back which always, to me, look like fishtails. 
the Lady Maureen nosing her way into Queen's Pier. And Her Majesty now walks up the steps onto the stage and slowly to her seat on her left. She's closely followed, two steps behind, by His Royal Highness, who now walks behind her to his seat on our right. His Royal Highness and the guests on the platform and in the hall now take their seats as the Governor walks to the microphone. Your Majesty, Your Royal Highness, Your Excellency, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time in the history of Hong Kong that our sovereign has come here. We, the people of Hong Kong, are proud and encouraged that your majesty should be paying us this visit now. It is a moment of real historical significance. The predominant emotion at this moment is a fervent wish that your majesty and your royal highness will enjoy your short stay amongst us, that you will be able to see the way we live and also some of the ways we enjoy ourselves, and above all, the sort of people we are and the sort of community we are. We dare to hope that having seen a little of this, you will like it. The Governor bows and resumes his seat, and we now have the translation in Cantonese of His Excellency's speech. And now the Honourable Sir Yutgen Gaon will make a speech of welcome on behalf of the community. Your Majesty, Your Royal Highness, Your Excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, this is a moment of the greatest significance to Hong Kong. It is with a deep sense of honor and of history that we welcome you to our shores. The royal family has always had a very special place in our hearts, and we are grateful indeed for the real interest they have shown in us. Your Royal Highness is certainly no stranger to Hong Kong and we remember with pleasure and affection the visits of Princess Anne, Princess Margaret, and Princess Alexandra. Hong Kong owes its existence to the sea, and it can be no accident that Your Majesty's arrival today auspiciously coincides with the celebration for the birthday of Tin Hao, the goddess of fishermen and seafarers. This is surely the best of auguries and most propitious day. Your Majesty, Hong Kong bids you a most hearty welcome. We hope that your stay here will be informative, but above all, happy. So you can down. He resumes his seat, and we now await the speech from Her Majesty the Queen. Your Excellency, 
Syed Kung Khan. Prince Philip and I thank you for your welcome. He has visited Hong Kong before, as have other members of my family, and I have heard much about it from them. I also keep in touch with your affairs through state papers. So although this may be my first visit, I do not feel a stranger. But seeing is believing, and I am delighted with what I have seen and look forward very much to the next three days. I am particularly glad of this initial moment of ceremony because it gives me an opportunity to greet you all, the people of Hong Kong. The circumstances that have produced modern Hong Kong are unique, and there cannot be any other community quite like it. Your reputation stands high in the world. Few other communities have had greater problems to deal with, or have confronted them with greater vigor, or have survived and improved the life of their members against greater odds. Hong Kong is famous for this as it is for the vivid color and movement of its densely packed life and for the beauty of its scenery. I can assure you that it is a real pleasure and an excitement for Prince Philip and me to be here. One of the South China Morning Post reports commented on the welcoming crowds and that later in the visit, drizzle could not dampen a glittering street procession honouring Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. Queen Elizabeth II arrived in Hong Kong with her husband, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, on the afternoon of the 4th of May, 1975. Over the following two days, the royal couple visited Hong Kong City Hall, Morse Park, Oiman Estate, the train station at Hung Hum, the University of Hong Kong, the Kwai Chung Container Port, and an industrial area in Chun Wan, among other places. They also enjoyed a firework display. The Queen and Prince Philip departed Hong Kong on the morning of the 7th of May. Two years after her first visit to Hong Kong, the Queen celebrated her Silver Jubilee, 25 years on the throne. And looking back, it's quite extraordinary to see how Hong Kong celebrated that event, with street parades, parties, acrobatics, and with many watching the celebratory events on television. She would return to Hong Kong again with Prince Philip in 1986, but her visit this time to Hong Kong was less important than the visit to Beijing and other places in China that had preceded it. In Beijing, she would have a meeting with Paramount leader Deng Xiaoping, but with the thorny issue of the future of Hong Kong behind them. This was a light conversation, with, as televised reports show, Deng Xiaoping telling the Queen that on a visit to Paris he had hoped that by climbing the Eiffel Tower he could look across to London, and the Queen laughing and saying it was perhaps a bit of a long way. The Queen and Prince Philip would then head with an entourage to the Great Wall for a visit up the steps. The Queen was 60 at the time, and there had been some talk of heart trouble, which is perhaps why she climbed all the steps. At the top, it was the first time that viewers in Britain were able to watch this event via satellite television. She saw the terracotta warriors in Xi'an, visited Shanghai, Kunming and Guangzhou. This time, she arrived in Hong Kong aboard the Royal Yacht Britannia on October the 21st, 1986. Along with the waving crowds and pageantry, there was a visit to the then Hong Kong Polytechnic.
On both visits, new coins were minted and new stamps printed. Also during the visit, Queen Elizabeth would this time attend the QE2 Cup, named after her, and be presented to the winner, Tony Cruz. I'd like to thank the Hong Kong history website, gulo.com, the RTHK Library, and the South China Morning Post for the information used in this programme. Queen Elizabeth II is Britain's longest reigning monarch and ruled for 70 years. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage. Music